When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Scott Benjamin, the auto editor here at How Stuff Works, and I'm here, as always, with Ben. How are you doing today, Ben? I'm doing super well, Scott. How are you doing? Also super well. Super well. That's a good one. You know, I just one. pulled it out, but it, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think it works. How do you feel about it? <laughs> I feel okay. Great intro, by the way. Oh, I appreciate it. I'm trying them out, and uh, I think it's going smooth so far. Knocking them out of the park, yeah. my friend. Anyways, I, I'm not smooth with the transitions like you are, so I'm just going to say we're going to talk about some transmissions today. Transmissions. Yeah, okay, transmissions. so that's perfect. Let's get into because uh, we've done some speculative <laughs> podcasts, but let's get into some nuts and bolts. Um, first, I guess uh, for everyone out there who happens not to know, what is a transmission and well, what does it do? You know what? <laughs> Sorry, Ben. Here's what I'm going to do. Right. I'm going to back up for just one second. Okay. All right. Excellent question. Okay. I'm going to back up and say that this is a listener request. I, I neglected that. I, I just peeled off a uh, post-it note, and I, I saw my notes here that say that it is a listener request, and I, I feel we need to tell them that. Yeah. Um, it was actually from two listeners, and these are going way back, um, <laughs> So as sometimes happens. Um, someone named Zach and also someone named Rohan uh, wrote in and said that they would like to hear um, some information about CVTs in particular. Continuously variable transmissions. See, you know what I'm going, going for there. Okay. Continuously variable transmissions. And um, actually, they had questions about a lot of different transmissions. We're going to focus on CVTs in particular in this episode. Okay. So, uh, so Zach and Rohan, this one's for you and uh, also for everybody else. Thanks for writing in, guys. We love listener mail. Oh, by the way, Rohan's from India. India? Yeah, Mumbai, India. That is awesome. Yeah, pretty cool. We have listeners all the way out in India. Yes, and we uh, think all of them are fantastic. Oh, of course. Wherever you're from. I guess everybody listening to this is from the Internet. I guess it's just pretty amazing to, to me to understand that what we do here, you know, what we're recording, is truly going around the world and everybody's really paying attention. Well, everybody loves cars, <laughs> man. Okay, most know, that's people interesting. Love, okay, let's, love vehicles. Yeah, enough, let's uh, enough patting ourselves on the back. That's uh, That was pretty pretty cool, though, I thought. So, anyways, we, we can get right into it, and we'll talk about CVTs if you'd like. I'd love to. Yes, okay, break it down for me. Well, you had a question for me, right? I you did. Said, I did. Just just to establish some parameters, mm -hmm. uh, what, what are transmissions, and what do they do in a car? Uh, trans simple enough. All Transmission, right. um, 
every vehicle has one really almost every vehicle has one um, all they do really is just they change the the speed uh, the, the ratio coming from the engine speed to the wheels um, probably just goof that up but close enough what what it does is it makes uh, the power coming from the engine usable at the wheels because if you didn't have any gearing in between it's it's a gearbox really and if you didn't have any gearing in between you would have basically one gear between the engine and and the wheels and it would be whatever speed the engine is going so does this modify torque uh, it does it does you're right uh, so it's it's uh, a twisting force that um, is then you know convert it well it's it remains twisting force all the way to the wheels actually but um, it it is modified into usable ratios that can be uh, um, helpful for accelerating climbing hills mm -hmm. going down hills um, just top speed mm -hmm. um, any any driving situation really because you need all these different ratios in order to do that effectively now you know where I'm going with this. Mm, that, I think that, you do, yeah. That's a basic transmission. That is a basic transmission, yeah. What makes a CVT different? CVT, and it's really popular right now. We'll talk about that in a minute too, but a CVT is a continuously variable transmission. And what's what's unique about a CVT is that it doesn't have any stepped gears, any, any specific um, hard set of gears where this is always going to be the ratio when you're in this gear. Uh, okay. Continuously variable transmission, just as the name suggests, it, it's continuously variable. It has an infinite number of ratios. And we'll describe how that's possible in a minute, but okay. um, an infinite number of ratios that are accessible at any point, really. I mean, it's able to adjust to your driving pattern or um, I guess I should say more to the uh, to what you're asking it to do. The Driving conditions. Driving conditions. That's better. That's a better way to say that. How exactly does that work? That seems very difficult. Well, there are three different types. There are three different types of CVTs. Okay. And we're going to focus on uh, the most common type, which is the pulley type. Um, the pulley type is the kind that you'll find in automobiles right now. Okay. Um, there are several other other different types. Um, there is a. I'm going to mess up the name of this. But I have a hard time saying this word. Ben. All right. Toroidal, which toroidal. is T-O-R-O-I-D-A-L, toroidal, toroidal. Uh, okay. CVT, which has no pulleys. It uses discs and uh, and power rollers, and it's really. I mean, you're going to have to look these up just to see what they what they look like. Uh -huh. um, we've got an article about CVTs on our site, so check it out. Um, you can find a good graphic of these there. And there's also a hydrostatic uh, CVT, which uh, uses variable displacement pumps um, or hydrostatic motors. So it hmm. uses um, the it converts the rotation of the engine into, um, well, flow power. I guess not flow power, but um, but fluid flow. I don't know a better yeah. way to say that, but it, it, it uses pumps and fluid in order to, to make uh, the whole system work. And, again, huh. check out check out the site, and you'll, you'll understand this. I, there's no way I can describe it right here, what's going you on. You have exactly. to see it. You do have to see it, yeah. Okay. Um, Anyways, hydrostatic motors, it's it's a little more complex than that, of course. But luckily but for us, we're on the pulley. The ones we're talking about yeah. are the pulley. Thanks for getting me back. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> the pulley system, now, let's see if I can describe this right. There are two, it's real simple. It okay. doesn't have a whole set of gears like a, like a normal automatic transmission would. And we're not even talking about manual here because really a, a CVT is like an automatic. Okay. Uh, you don't shift a... CVT other than, you know, if there's an option to do that, you know, some of them have these sport shifting sections. We'll talk about that a little later too. Okay. But, um, basically it's an automatic transmission and there are 
really it's so simple inside. There's a, there's a drive pulley and a driven pulley. Now the drive pulley is connected to the crankshaft, uh, which comes out of the engine, mm-hmm. and the driven pulley is the one that transfers that energy to the drive shaft. Okay. Okay. So the crankshaft is the the drive pulley. The one that connects to the drive shaft is the driven pulley, and so that's the output. Um, between those two, and this is where it gets a little complex here. Um, between those two, for automotive purposes, there's a metal belt. It's a it's a metal belt, which is kind of unique. Now the belt is uh, is fashioned of several bands that are run together, maybe a dozen bands, okay. and those are and that's held together. All those bands are held together with these um, looks like metal keys almost. And there's thousands. I mean, I'm going to say a thousand, but it's probably more than that. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing because there are that many of them in this belt. It's a very heavy heavy belt, real heavy duty. Um, and that's what runs between the two pulleys. And we'll describe the pulleys in a second, too. But I want to tell you that a lot of CVTs that use this pulley system, um, they don't have to be in cars, by the way. Um, CVTs have been around for a while. They've been in power tools, drill presses, tractors, snowmobiles, uh, motorcycles. But they've all used rubber belts in between the pulleys. And so now the difference is CVTs in cars, in order to handle all the torque and the power that, you know, and just for durability, uh, they use these steel steel belts. Um, oh, wait, 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 one second. Yeah. Now, I I have to ask you to step back for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, how recent or old is this technology? You said it's been around for a while, <laughs> which kind of surprised me. It, it's been around a long time. You want to take a wild guess? Do you know Do you know the answer? Are you just messing with me? Because I'm you messing know, with you a little. If you know... Come right out with it because it's it's unbelievable when you hear it. Okay, call shenanigans yeah, on go me ahead. if go I'm ahead. wrong. Leonardo da Vinci, really, really, really blows my mind. 1490 is when Leonardo da Vinci, who we've talked about many yes, times on yes. this program, how he's just he's just unbelievably advanced, mm-hmm. um, you know, early thinker. Um, he sketched a stepless, continuously variable transmission in 1490. If you can believe that. I mean, I am trying my best to believe it. I mean, I, I have no idea what it looks like. I haven't seen this, uh, the sketch, um, or how it compares to what we actually have now. So it had to be made of wood or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Stone. I don't know. <laughs> I, I really, I don't know. Probably wood. Probably wood, And but I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing vines or something in between the pulleys. I don't. Maybe it wasn't a pulley system. Maybe it was some other type of system. I don't know. So 1490, that would make this... Uh, hundreds and hundreds of years old 520 years old at this point something like that yeah i mean ballpark but i guess when you get down to it though it really wasn't built or or in production you know it's not really um, serving the purpose that it should conceived yeah that's right it was conceived at that point um and you know what i'm gonna go earlier than this i got i got a note here that says 1958 uh there was a car that used a cvt in the netherlands but um I'm going to go back even further, Ben. Let's go there's, back even further. <laughs> there's a company called Zenith Motorcycles, and they originated in 1904. Okay. And Zenith Motorcycles had a device that they called a Gradua gear. Uh, it's like almost like gradual without the L at the end. Gradua gear. Okay. And it used a variable pulley system that would vary the length of the of the drive belt by moving the rear wheel forward and backward in its slot. And this apparently gave Zenith motorcycles a such a, a an advantage at the time uh, in this in this hill climb competition that they were in or hill climb competitions mm-hmm. uh, gave the riders such an advantage that they were uh, banned from competition 
it was that much better than everything else that was out there. Weird. That's standard a, standard shift. That's weird. It's like uh, you heard about the, I think they're German. There's a swimsuit company uh, whose swimsuits have been banned mm. from professional competitions because the improvement is that noticeable. <laughs> Isn't that something? I mean, it, I mean, I I say you know, great, you know, move on with uh, with yeah. technology, but um, they held them back, I guess. But you know, it doesn't didn't hold them back from producing. The motorcycle. They still right. produced the uh, the motorcycle until I believe it was 1950. Okay. So after you know after World War II, they were still producing mm-hmm. motorcycles just for a short time, and then they went out of business. But um, early on, they were banned from competition because they had this advantage. And this this technology, as you said earlier, is is pretty widespread still, right? Yeah, it's in, it, it was in power tools, you I'll, said? I'll tell you, it's in power tools, it's in snowmobile. A lot of people know this from snowmobiles. Huh. Um, it's from tractors, okay. drill presses, um, again, motorcycles. I think there's probably other applications of this. We're just not seeing them here. Um, but it's it's really kind of cool. I mean, I'll, I'll just get a super basic description of what it is. It's two pulleys that have um, cone shapes um, to the inside edge of those of those pulleys. And okay. they're, they're of course, positioned right next to each other. The belt runs between them. The belt always remains at the same tension. It never gets slack. Uh, okay. It never gets tighter. Yeah. And when uh, when speeds go up, you know, one of the sets of pulleys expands and and the belt rides down further in that in that groove, and it goes higher up on the groove in the other pulley set of pulleys. Huh. So it's this kind of seesaw back and forth motion. Uh, so at higher speeds, uh, the pulley, you know, it, on one set of pulleys, it will be you know, riding deeper into that groove, that V-shaped groove that the pulley creates. And on the other set of pulleys, then, it will always be at the top end. And I don't mean always, but, I mean, if it's low on one end, it's high on the other right. end. And then it, it balances itself out, and it just goes back and forth between the two. So there's a, there's something here that, that kind of presents a question to us or heavily mm-hmm. implies this question. Mm-hmm. Uh, if this technology has been around for so long, mm-hmm. um, is it the norm? It is becoming the norm, um, and that is evident in that there are some manufacturers that now will offer only manual transmission or a CVT. You can't get an automatic transmission in some models. Okay. Not that the manufacturer doesn't offer an automatic transmission, but you know that's the, that's your option. You either get a manual transmission, a you know six-speed mm-hmm. standard shift, or you get a CVT. Now we, and, oh, mm-hmm. go ahead. Well, I was just gonna—I was just gonna say, uh, with the reference to the manufacturer in the Netherlands, is this technology more common in one car market than the other, like mm, Japan no. or Europe or anything? Actually, not. Um, as far as I can tell right now, and I, I couldn't say for certain whether there are more cars on the road with CVT in in Europe or in mm-hmm. Japan or wherever. Um, I can tell you though that. Since well, let's, I mean, I guess I can just start right here at the beginning. In in 1989, there was one vehicle sold here in the United States that had a CVT. And just that the was one. Just the one. It was a 1989 Subaru Justy GL, and it just never took off. Never, never really gained any popularity. And I don't know if that had anything to do with the uh, CVT or not. Okay. I couldn't say. It's just a. Could have been any of a number of factors. Exactly. Exactly. Now. Uh, you've got companies like Nissan and their supplier, Jatco, who makes uh, their CVT. That's their uh, transmission supplier. They, to date, have sold over 1 million CVT-equipped vehicles. Um, so you can see that you know they're everywhere. I mean, yeah. uh, they're populating, <laughs> populating all the continents, I guess. Um, 
it's not just Nissan, it's GM, it's Audi, it's Honda, Nissan, Chrysler. They're all getting into the CVT game um, relatively recently, I mean, in the last few years. But um, Nissan's really been kind of leading the way with this one. I, I'd, I wouldn't say that they were first, of course, they mm-hmm. weren't. But um, right now, they may be the ones doing it the best. I've got to ask uh, one one other thing here that we, we actually we did not we did not talk about earlier, but what what do you think makes this technology uh advantageous or disadvantageous in, in comparison to an automatic transmission well um it's it's got a smoothness to it that you know, automatics do not have because even in an automatic you can you feel s- that shift yeah you still have stepped gears yeah yeah you're right you still feel that and now to a lot of people that's not good they don't want to feel that smoothness mm-hmm. because it feels like something's wrong if you've if you've driven a car before where you know there's slipping clutch or the gears are going sure. bad or something you know that slipping feeling and that's what you get in a cvt equipped vehicle when you when you step on the gas at, the, at a light you'll hear the engine kind of spool up you know the, the revs mm-hmm. will go up but the car doesn't really go anywhere. It's, it slowly accelerates. It doesn't, it doesn't match the way that it feels like it should or that we're accustomed to it uh, happening. So what it, what's happening, though, is it's searching for the right ratio in order to take off, mm-hmm. and then it maintains that proper ratio throughout that whole drive cycle. So it feels really odd, and it's extremely smooth, and to some people that just doesn't feel right. Other people, kind of blissfully unaware Sure. Don't even don't even right. know that uh, you know they have a CVT and everything is just fine. They don't really care. What do you see as as the future of CVTs? Oh, you know what? I've I've been thinking about this one because I knew you were going to ask me this. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think and and honestly, you know, I mean, I'm I'm surprised at the way. I just can't believe the technology already that we have. I mean, it's pretty mm-hmm. amazing. It really is when you when you look at some of the details of, the, of these transmissions and what they can do and what they're capable of. They save fuel. They're extremely smooth. They're very, um, they're very simple, really. Mm-hmm. Inside, there's not. It's not nearly as complex as a uh, standard automatic transmission. What I would say, um, future developments. I mean, I can only guess, but I mean, I'm saying like further simplification, maybe. Okay. Um, e- just refinement of what's already there. If it can be further simplified, I don't even know if it can at this point, but n- never say never. <laughs> and um, I'd also say further weight reduction because weight reduction is uh, is so key. key right now. It's very key. I mean, it, it's uh, it's critical when you're talking about downsizing engine sizes and uh, vehicle weights, and you know, th- this is all part of it. The transmission has to be reduced as well. I mean, every little bit counts. So I'd say further weight reduction is important, mm-hmm. and I guess use of new materials. I mean, I, I can only think that you know that would help in weight reduction and mm-hmm. not so much simplification, but. Uh, new materials might be one way to go. It's kind of you know in these in these episodes, I've noticed we're reaching toward this, this uh, some of the same recommendations again and again, and those are uh, better materials, mm-hmm. higher efficiency, less weight. Yeah, and you know what? Now that we think about it. Maybe sometime in the future we could we could go we could go a little bit deeper into that. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm I just mean, on a tangent. There. No, all three are tied together. Um, the, the new materials tend to be lighter. Mm-hmm. The uh, of course that's weight savings, and weight savings increases efficiency. Hey Scott, are we are we wrapping up on transmission? You feel like it? I, you know what? I do. I'm sure there's plenty of questions out there, so yeah. you know, have at it. Ask me. Uh, ask me what you like. And oh, also. You know, let's just say go to the site, our, our website, HowStuffWorks.com, and mm-hmm. check out the article, How CVTs Work, and that will clear up a lot of questions because if you do have questions, 
their charts, graphs, advantages, disadvantages, um, a lot of a lot of explanation that you know we just couldn't go into here. And I also I urge you to go online and, and there's a lot of animations of, of CVTs in action, mm -hmm. and that will clear up a lot of questions you have as well. I mean, I've watched many of these over I don't know over the years I guess, and um, to me that just just being able to see it in action that really it makes perfect sense to you once you watch it. Okay, everybody, uh, you heard it here uh, first, hopefully, about how CVTs work. And as Scott has pointed out, you should definitely check out the information on the website. Uh, while you're there, uh, you should probably check out his blog. Scott, I don't want to embarrass you. That story about the Ferrari crash is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, there's some uh, there's some disturbing news about a, a classic Ferrari, so you might yeah. want to check that one out. And there, there, uh, there's always something on that blog that is just utterly fascinating. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for a future episode, please do send us an email at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. And be sure to check out the High Speed Stuff blog on the howstuffworks.com homepage. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.